0: The before our eyes, telling how God has received us. the altar calls Christ's sacrifice, and what His supper here gives us. Here sound the scriptures that proclaim Christ yesterday. Grace, mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen I think it's safe to say that just about all of us enjoy the feeling of being in charge. I remember when I was a vicar at a church down in Georgia, I was so excited for the first time that I got to be in charge of the youth group night. Because the DCE, my supervisor, he wasn't going to be there for the night, so I was in charge. I got to make all the rules for that night. Well, I didn't really get to make any new rules, but I got to uphold all the rules for that night. I got to plan the Bible study we were going to do. I got to plan all the games we were going to do. I even got to be in charge of the adult volunteers that we had coming to help out. I was in charge. Needless to say, I didn't think about the fact that I was also in charge if we had any incident, whether it be a discipline or medical incident. I was just excited because I was in charge. I was the boss, the chief, the head honcho. As the saying goes, I was large and in charge. As we read the scripture reading for our meditation this morning from our Old Testament lesson, Isaiah chapter 45, it becomes ever so clear that we are not in charge. We are not in control. Now, yes, we have our different roles and our functions and we have amounts of free will here in this earth, here and now, but ultimately we are not in control at all. Ultimately, God is in control. God is the boss, the chief, the head honcho. He is the Lord. God is Lord. And yet, with our God who is in control, he so often does things far differently than the way that we would do things. And in Isaiah chapter 45, we are given such a great example of this. Because in Isaiah 45, God talks about how he's going to use Cyrus to accomplish his purpose. Cyrus, a man who is a Persian king, but more importantly, a pagan idolatrous king. A man who, by some sources, was said to worship the gods from the religion of Zoroastrianism. And likely a man who never converted to be a true follower of God. He was a pagan, idolatrous man. And yet God chose him. More specifically, it says in our scripture reading today that God anointed Cyrus for his purpose. He set him apart. He chose him to do something specific. It even says that he grasped the right hand of Cyrus, which was a phrase that people understood to mean that God came to him. God reached out to him, using him, choosing him as his chosen instrument. <clears throat> his chosen instrument who would, be, who would subdue the nations. He would loose the belts of kings. He would have doors and gates open to him. And God would go before him and level the exalted places and break the bars of iron. And he would even reveal the secret hidden treasures. God would give great success to Cyrus, this pagan, idolatrous king. And so likely, as this is told to God's people, this did not sit well. It surely wouldn't have been the way that the people would have done things. It didn't make sense. It just didn't add up. It wasn't the way that they would have thought it should have been done, which is very similar to what we experience here in our lives today. Things not done the way that we think they should be done. Do we not sometimes hear, even in our own lives today, almost an identical example? The fact that we have leaders in our world today who are leaders that we wouldn't expect to be risen, to to be held up over the people. Leaders who are corrupt, whether they're assumed to be corrupt or whether they're actually corrupt, but we see these leaders whom we think are corrupt And yet they're over the people. Leaders who stand up for moral issues completely different than we would ever stand for. And leaders who are not at all Christian. And yet they are above, leading over the Christian people of God. And not to mention that, but also the many other bad things that happen in this world today. The destruction. The disarray and the the misfortune that occurs in our world today. The destruction in which we see natural disasters taking over the lands. Especially over the, the news and social media we've seen in the last few months. The wildfires that have just simply ravaged the western part of our country. Wildfires that have torn through parts of California, especially during the month of October, destroying crops and businesses and homes. And even taking the lives of people. Or the disarray that we see in the relationships around us. The relationships, like between a husband and wife, that are instead filled with miscommunication, improperly communicated expectations, and even lustful unfaithfulness. Or the misfortune we see, like those that in the lives of those whom we love, like someone who hurts themselves on the job and now they have to have surgery not just surgery anytime but surgery immediately that will put them out from work and they're wondering how are they going to provide for their daily needs for their family these and the many other things that we experience here and now in this world that lead us to lack of peace or lack of comfort to suffering and heartache <clears throat> leading us to ask questions, leading us to wonder why these things are happening, how they're happening, and how certainly they can be happening in this way. Not exactly the way that we think they should be done. And yet, if God can use a pagan, idolatrous king to accomplish his purpose, can he not use so many other things in this world to accomplish his purpose? Can he not use the smallest and simplest of creatures in this world to accomplish his purpose? Can he not use some of the leaders in our world today to accomplish his purpose? Can he not use some of the greatest and the worst experiences in our life to accomplish his purpose, his good purpose? Because the truth of our scripture reading today is that God is Lord. God is in control. There is none besides him. There is no other. He is Lord. And Lord, not just over the kings and rulers of this world, but Lord, over the entire creation, over this world and the world to come, over the physical and over the spiritual, over the left-hand kingdom and the right-hand kingdom. He is Lord. And he showed his lordship ever so powerfully, especially through the work of his own son, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Like Cyrus, anointed for specific purpose. And Jesus too, who did things far differently than people would have expected. Jesus who is true God and yet suffered and died and then rose three days later, and then ascended bodily into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. And don't we still hear the questions today? Well, why did God do it that way? Why did God send his son in that way? Why didn't God just save himself? Why, why, why? Truthfully, I don't know. But what you can know is that God did it that way. That God did send his one and only son for you. That God did send his son into this world to show that he is Lord over both this world and the world to come. And Lord over sin, death, and the devil. God is Lord. And so then even through the tragedy and chaos of this world, you can know that God is still in control. Through the destruction like wildfires that tear through our lands, we can see that we need our God. We need our God who truly can control the forces of this earth. Through the disarray of the relationships that exist, we can see God's control through the forgiveness and reconciliation that he brings. Through the misfortune that occurs in the lives of ours and those of whom we love, we can see God's control when he still provides for them through so many other different means. Because God can use any situation, every situation for his good purposes. So the fact is, God is Lord. There is none besides him. There is no other. And in our scripture reading today, God wanted Cyrus to know that. He wanted the Israelites to know that. He wanted all the people around to know that very truth. And he wants you to know that as well, to truly know in your innermost being that he is Lord, that he is in control. And not just you, but all believers and all of creation, he wants them to know that he is Lord. There is none besides him, there is no other. Amen. God bless you. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please join me in standing as we confess our faith to-